0: If you've ever suddenly been on Instagram and you don't know how you got there, it's likely because you subconsciously were feeling an uncomfortable emotion and you've been trained to turn there as an escape. It is super common to feel overwhelmed, bored, or lonely and turn to our phones without even realizing it. You can listen to last week's episode to learn why this matters and some tips to help. If you're listening to this live on the day that it's released, then make sure to sign up for tomorrow's workshop. It's one hour long, and I'll be teaching you practical ways to cope with overwhelm, boredom, and loneliness without turning to your phone. And one of my favorite parts of these workshops is the magic of when we come together and come up with solutions together. And if you can't make it live, a replay will be sent out. And I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. Last month... We were visiting my in laws in Cody, Wyoming, and my husband Matt had gone out to lunch with a friend. My mother and father in law were both gone, and both of my kids were napping. I was planning to use this time to work, but I couldn't get my computer to connect to the Wi Fi, and I realized that I had left my phone in the car that Matt took when he went out to lunch with his friend. So I didn't have my phone. I didn't have a working computer, I didn't have a book to read, I didn't have my scriptures, and because I wasn't at home, I was at my in-laws house out of town, I couldn't work on any of the things on my never-ending subconscious to-do list. It was so strange to not have anything to do, and I felt almost restless because I always want to be productive and efficient and always doing something worthwhile. So it was so hard to just sit there and literally do nothing. I often see books, podcasts, and Instagram posts about how to be more productive and use our time more efficiently, and I'm naturally the type of person that loves this. I love to use my time wisely and just be really productive and efficient. But over the last few years, I've been learning how to intentionally slow down and intentionally do less. Of course, there's a balance in all things, but sometimes I think our society praises productivity over rest and relationships. So today I'll be sharing five tips that have helped me to be unproductive and be okay with it. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful With Media podcast. I'm excited to talk about how to be unproductive and be okay with it. I do just want to preface all of this by acknowledging that I really do value effort and hard work and productivity. I always have and I think I always will. And it might seem kind of silly to be intentional about being unproductive, but it's actually been life-changing in a lot of ways for me. So the first tip that I have for you of how to be unproductive and be okay with it is to get clear on where your value as a person comes from. So when my oldest was nine months old, I started meeting with a therapist that specialized in maternal mental health. I was having a really hard time being a stay-at-home mom and that transition. I was lonely, I was bored, and just so down on myself that I couldn't seem to get anything done. And during my time with this therapist, I realized that I was defining my worth and my value by what I accomplished. I loved to-do lists, I loved completing tasks, I loved being productive, and that's where my worth was coming from in my mind. So when it was so much harder to get things done, things like doing the laundry or cleaning the house, I equated this to mean that I was a bad mom and a bad wife. But this was not true. I realized that my worth doesn't come from how much I get done but for who I am. And for me, I have a belief in God and I've decided that my identity and value comes from being a daughter of God because that is constant. And soon after I started meeting with this therapist, I got pregnant with our second child. I remember when I told my therapist that I was pregnant, she was so excited because she said that Being pregnant while also having my 10 month old son to care for would be the perfect exposure therapy because it was going to be even harder for me to get things done. And that would help me to overcome this and really be okay with not getting things done and realize that that's not where my worth comes from. And I think it's really easy, especially as stay at home moms or the primary caregiver, to think that our worth comes from housekeeping or what we do with our kids or you know, even even outside of being a primary caregiver, we think that our worth comes from our job or what we like to do. I even say things like this, like, oh, I'm a runner or I'm a podcaster or I have this business or I have a degree in statistics and I let those things define me, but really my true value and my worth and my identity It doesn't come from any of those things. And I'm intentionally working on not letting it come from those things. So that's the first tip, to get clear on where your value and your identity and your worth comes from. It can help separate you from the tasks you're doing and that your worth and your value does not come from the tasks that you do or that you don't do or from being productive. And kind of along those same lines, you can still... Be a hardworking, organized, clean, go-getter person, even if you're not getting things done, even if your house is messy, even if the only thing you do is keep your kids alive. That those things you complete don't define who you are. The second tip that I have for you to be unproductive and be okay with it is to take a step back and ask yourself what matters most to you. A few years ago, I bought a new planner, and I actually loved this planner, and it served me really well for that time. I think it was actually called a productivity planner, now that I'm remembering. And in the introduction part, the person who created this planner, she kind of told her story. And I think she had quite a few kids and had all these businesses and was doing all these things. And she was basically saying, like, I can show you how to live this kind of super productive life. And I remember reading that and thinking, I don't want to do that. That sounds exhausting and not fun to me to to be that, that productive. Another story I remember, my first semester of college, I only took 12 credits and the standard is more to take like 14 or 15 credits. And I had several people comment to me that I had it really easy. And I remember feeling a little bad about it, like that I was less than, but that was the life that I wanted to live. I didn't want to overwork myself. I wanted to have this transition to college be enjoyable. I wanted to, to do my homework and enjoy what I was learning. And I wanted to have time to spend with friends and I wanted to be able to get enough sleep. In our society, maybe this is just my perspective, but it seems to really praise productivity and even busyness over sleep and relationships. But, But why is this? And I honestly don't have the answers and I would love to hear any thoughts or perspectives you have on this topic. So don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram. I would love to have a conversation with you there about this. But with this, it can be really helpful to ask yourself, why do I want to be productive? What is the point of being productive for me personally? Is it so I can live in a really clean environment? Is it so that I can take a break later? Is it so that I can make more money? And really ask yourself, whatever this is that I'm working towards with being productive, is it really worth it to me? especially if I'm always feeling stressed and anxious about being productive, do those things matter more to me than my peace of mind and my relationships? And that's actually something that's super interesting. There's been this longitudinal study done by Harvard about happiness and where happiness comes from. And I'm always really careful when I share research. And later this year in September, I'll be breaking down what I specifically look for when I hear something that's based on research and how I choose to apply research to my life, which is a really important part of all this. So I just want to give that caveat. But this article about this research study that they've done about happiness, they say, close relationships, more than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout their lives. The study revealed those ties protect people from life's discontents, help to delay mental and physical decline, and are better predictors of long and happy lives than social, social class, IQ, or even genes. So we learned from this that close relationships with other people are associated with happier lives. And so if my being productive is getting in the way of my relationships with other people, whether that's my kids or my spouse or my friends or my family, is that really worth it to me to be so productive? if I really want to be happy. And with all this, I want to remind you that you get to decide what is most important to you. And there is a balance in all of this. But the idea is to step back and ask, like, what do you want out of life? And that for me has been really helpful to let go of trying to be so productive all the time. The third tip that I have for you is to change your ways of thinking. When my husband, Matt, and I first went to therapy as a couple, our therapist introduced us to unhelpful thinking styles. The first one that he talked about was should and must statements. So this would be things like thinking, my house should be clean before anyone comes over. My husband should help more with the kids. I must go to bed with the kitchen cleaned up or I need to get the laundry done today. And there are very, 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 very few things that should or must be a certain way. Instead, we can reframe these thoughts to prefer statements. So, I prefer my house to be clean before people come over. I prefer my husband help more with the kids. I prefer to go to bed with the kitchen cleaned up. I prefer to get the laundry done today. And when you change your mindset around these tasks, Then when you don't get these tasks done or it doesn't play out in the way that you want it to, you realize that it's not as dramatic as it might initially feel. Another thinking style that can be helpful to change is this idea of when you project your current circumstances into the future. And I'm pretty sure this is called catastrophizing, but this is the idea that in those moments or times you're having a hard time getting things done, you think this means that like you're never going to get any- anything done. So I remember when I was pregnant with my first son and we were still living in our first basement apartment. I don't remember the specifics, but basically our kitchen was messy and I started having these really intense thoughts like because I can't keep the kitchen clean now, I'm, how am I ever going to do this when I have kids? Or like, our house is going to be an absolute disaster once we have kids. And I was making my current situation mean things about my future, even though that wasn't necessarily true. And again, this just makes those times when you are unproductive or not getting things done that you want to, a way bigger deal than it needs to be. Another thinking pattern to change is to just let things go. I'm the kind of person that when I fall asleep at night, my mind thinks about how I can do things most effectively and fit everything in and just have it all line up perfectly so I can, I don't know, I just like to do that. (laughs) And there are a lot of good things about this, but I've had to intentionally work just letting things go especially since having kids, because there's so much that's out of my control. And it's actually so freeing to just roll with it and not try to be so productive and plan everything out perfectly all the time. But I really do have to be intentional about being unproductive every single day. Another idea that kind of falls into this idea of letting things go is to say out loud, this is how it is. I learned this actually from Anna, who was a guest in episode episode 12, I believe. So go listen to that episode if you haven't yet, where she shares some awesome things about her mental health journey. But this idea is that you say out loud, this is how it is. Maybe I wanted to call the doctor or I wanted to organize something or clean the kitchen, but my kids are needing me more than I wanted them to or fighting more. And I'm not able to get what I want, wanted to done. Just accepting that and saying out loud, this is how it is. My kids need me right now. I'm not getting the laundry done. I'm not going to get the things done that I had planned right now. Just accepting that and saying that out loud. And then I can move on from it. And if I can still get it done, great. But if not, I can go enjoy a walk with my kids. And often, if I can just let it go and go do something else, I'm so much happier, my kids are so much happier, and what needs to get done, gets done. The fourth tip is to recognize that being productive doesn't have to look a certain way. Just yesterday, my plan was to stay home in the morning so my baby could nap at home and my two-year-old son could help me and play while I was while I got our house back in order from a crazy weekend. I had high hopes and expectations and was excited to tackle my to-do list. But let me tell you, my two-year-old son was especially needy, and it was making it really hard for me to get anything on my to-do list done. And I was holding my son on the couch while he cried instead of folding laundry like I wanted to be, and I just kept saying to myself, this is important. And those tasks that you are doing that feel unproductive are actually really important. Some days it can feel like I'm so unproductive because I'm not getting the things done that were on my to-do list, but I have to remember that these other things are important and they're productive in their own way. Holding my son when he's having a hard day, that's important, that's productive. Letting my body rest and lay on the couch, that's productive, that's important. Changing and cleaning blowouts, that's productive. That's important. I have to remind myself of this frequently because it feels like these things are interrupting my time, but those tiny little tasks that you do all day that feel unproductive, those are important. Your body needs rest. Those things that come up that aren't on your to-do list are important and productive too. The fifth tip to help you to be unproductive and be okay with it is to be willing to ask for help. A few months ago, we hired someone to watch our kids for six hours a week so I could get a break, and this was really hard for me to come to terms with. I felt less than as a person because I thought that if I could just work harder, be more on top of things, or be more productive, then I wouldn't need to ask for help. But I came to the realization that in order to do the things that I want to do and live the kind of life that I want to live, I needed to be willing to ask for and accept help. And it's been life changing to have that help. Yeah, maybe I'm overall less productive because I'm not getting as much done, but I feel calmer and I feel not so rushed and frantic all the time. Of course I have that too. I'm not just living this dreamy life all the time. But in a lot of ways, it has been life-changing to just have that help. And asking for help can look a lot of different ways. It can look like having a conversation with your husband about both of your needs and how you can work together to make sure both of your needs are being met. This can look like reaching out to a friend to do a babysitting swap. This can look like meeting with a therapist. This can look like asking someone to pick up some groceries for you. And, and that last one of asking somebody to do something for you, like pick up groceries or bring a meal, like that's scary. And that takes so much vulnerability. But just think about if somebody had asked you to do that for them, wouldn't you be thrilled? Like I think we all want to help each other and we just don't know how. And I think we can all help each other more if we're just willing to be vulnerable and ask for help. So to recap on the five tips that we've talked about today to of how to be unproductive and be okay with it. First, get clear on where your value and your identity and your worth comes from. Second, take a step back and ask yourself what matters most to you and what you really want out of life. Third, change your ways of thinking. Fourth, recognize that being productive doesn't have to look a certain way. And those tasks that seem to interrupt you and your to-do list are actually important and productive in their own way. And finally, the fifth tip is to be willing to ask for help. This idea of being unproductive, both intentionally and unintentionally, when I want to get things done and it's hard, is honestly something I'm still working on. So if you have any recommendations on how to be unproductive and be okay with it, or even just a different perspective on this topic, will you please share your thoughts with me? The best way is to DM me on Instagram and I would love to have a conversation with you there. And a reminder to sign up for our workshop tomorrow, which is all about practical ways to cope with boredom, loneliness, and overwhelm without turning to your phone. And make sure to sign up and if you can't make it live to the actual workshop, then you, then there will be a replay sent out to anyone who can't make it. Would you do me a huge favor? If something stood out to you from this podcast, would you share it with someone, a friend, a sister, your mom, or on your social media? Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you here as we're in this together trying to figure out how to be mindful with media. I will see you next week. And next week's episode will be higher audio quality because my microphone is coming tomorrow. Thanks again, we'll see ya. I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We are the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, Technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We're in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today and I'll see you next week.